Welcome, guys,、uh, and good evening. Today, our guest is Bell. Hello, Bell. Good evening. Are you having a good day? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Bell and me had already had a friendly chat weeks ago, and also that's the first time we got to know each other. I knew Bell for he's an outstanding interpreter. He got skills, also he got talents, and Bell got to know me from my WeChat head graphic. He said like, "Hey Larry, I noticed your graphic looks like you're a fan of Microsoft. Watch out, we'll be enemies then. For I'm a proud fan of Sony." And sorry, Bell. I guess I'll apologize that. Later then, and so let's start our interview now. And question one:、uh, Would you like to briefly introduce yourself, Bill? Sure. And first of all, I think、uh, Larry and Wilman spoke too highly of me. And Sony rocks. Yeah. And、uh, my name is Bill, and the Chinese name is Wang Jingwen,、uh, 经济的经文化的文 And I've、uh, well, I graduated in year 2010, so I've been working for 10 years now, and I'm a little bit old.、Uh, hope you don't realize that. But、uh, well, I had been a so-called VIP interpreter in the China Pavilion during the World Expo in 2010、uh, for like、uh, four months, and then. Uh, one of my teachers of uh, uh, simultaneous interpretation、uh, recommended this job for me,、uh, which is in the、uh, chemical park in、uh, Jinshan, Shanghai. So I、uh, became an in,、uh, in-house interpreter there for two and a half years, and then I started、uh, doing freelance interpretation, starting from 2013. And since then, I,、uh, I've been well, an, a simultaneous interpreter. Or- I, a freelance interpreter、uh, ever since, and、uh, now it's been like seven years. Well, I think that's basically it. All right, thank you,、okay. Bill. And <laughs> yes,、uh, I noticed you. You didn't look old at all. Actually, actually, I, I thought you are younger than me or something. I'm just yeah. It doesn't it doesn't looks like that at all. So let's cut to the second question, Wendy. Um. The next question is the reason why you chose the career of interpretation. Uh, what's the opportunity or、uh, motivation? So actually, uh, I was uh, just a, a clueless kid, like、uh, a lot of people. Uh, when I was uh, in my uh, uh, sophomore year, I guess, and uh. Well, I think、uh, it was in my undergraduate year, and actually, I got this、uh, interview, so-called interview, and、uh, that interview was actually like a screening process for a training program、uh, where I need to pay them, and actually, that was a、uh, interpretation course, and I got into that class, and、uh, I met two、uh, great teachers、uh, who are. Currently, also simultaneous interpreters in the market, and after listening to their classes, I、uh, got very interested in their、um, in this kind of lifestyle and in this career. And I thought I may have the potential to do that because I was, well, I, growing up, I was quite good at、uh, imitating, mimicking things. So I got a little bit of uh, uh, talent in language. And I、uh, got to practice, and I,、uh, well, during my 
oh, junior year, uh, I already, oh, I think it was my senior year, I uh, passed the uh, Shanghai Senior Interpretation Certificate test. So I thought, yeah, maybe I, I could go for it. And uh, after taking the class, I practiced at home uh, while doing some other part-time job. And uh, I think it was shortly before my graduation, I took the uh, CATI 2 uh, exam and I passed. So I thought, yeah, maybe I actually do have a shot. But I think, uh, I thought at the time, uh, since I was uh, near my graduation, I didn't want to spend um, like a gap year preparing for the uh, uh, the, the tests or, or exams for uh, to enter the like the MTI projects of uh, the Chinese uh, language universities or to foreign universities um, because that would take one extra year compared to others because I didn't start preparing very early so I just got into the market first as I said before China Pavilion then the in-house job and freelance interpreter. That's basically it. Um, I think you you are very. I think it's amazing that you passed the test in such an early age. Larry. All right. So the third question. Uh, what are some interesting things or difficulties you have encountered in your academic or professional career? Uh, well, just just want to uh, make sure uh, or get clarified. Do we need to uh, speak English all the way or do I get to uh, speak a little bit Chinese when we talk about the uh, gossip yeah, stuff? Whatever you like. Okay. Uh, I think the uh, foreign student isn't here. Uh, you mentioned right. The only foreign student. Oh, yeah. Okay. <coughs> 好，那我还是说中文吧。就是讲到一些这种八卦的事情。啊，就是讲到困难的话，<咳>我觉得呃有一个就是记忆比较深的点，就是我从那个 in house 走向自由职业的时候，那个时候是一三年。然后我出来的时候呢，因为因为那个企业呢是一个石油化工企业，所以我对于石油化工行业非常熟悉嘛。然后我出来的第一个自由职业的会就是一个石油化工相关的行业，然后当时也是我那两位老师之一，就是相当于他跟我一起做嘛。然后过了一段，后来我跟他第二次搭的时候，他就跟我讲到上一次翻译公司对我的反馈是这个人这个这个小伙子一听就是新人，啊，当时对我脆弱的心灵造成了一个巨大的冲击，因为我当时自我感觉还是很好，就是。嗯，后来我想想呢，就是可能这些东西不一定跟我的溢出率啊，或者说是跟我的这个语言能力相关，有可能就只是说我缺乏经验，导致我在翻译的时候关注的重点可能是啊，比如说有一些那种顾及不了，比如说我过于去注重我的准确率什么什么的，然后就没有注意到我在说话时候的 filler， 然后就导致听起来我是一个新手，啊，或者又是说我的气息有点不稳，甚至是。拿话筒的角度不对，让我我的喘气声音全都听到了，等等啊这些细节，嗯，然后那一次是我整整难过了一晚上，然后第二天我就好了，因为我是一个就是本身脸皮相对比较厚的人，后来就慢慢好了，然后嗯，再讲两件有趣的事，就是一个呢就是嗯，一个是那个怼公关公司的，还有一个是跟那个暴雪相关的。
先讲讲跟那个暴雪相关的吧。暴雪相关的，嗯、呃，就是可能有的同学不一定那么熟悉游戏，但是没有关系，<咳>就大概听个意思啊。因为，呃，因为那个暴雪嘉年华呢，它是一个就暴雪公司嘛，然后它是每一年十一月份会做的一个，相当于一个它的一个集中发布，相当于是游戏界的一个啊、呃、小小的盛会了。尤其是对于粉丝来说，甚至是有的人不一定去玩他们游戏，但是还是会去听一听的。所以说。啊、呃，当时是一四一六年，一六年的时候，啊、呃，我突然在一个翻译大群里，然后就就是发了一个那个招聘信息，就说是暴雪嘉年华在招一营，那个投了简历。当然，这种信息以前也很多，然后我就以为可能这投了也没什么用，对吧？就后来真的是有一个 HR 在联系我，联系我呢，我就那个跟他约了一个呃电话面试的时间，当然实际上是用 QQ 啊。然后当时的面试的那个。呃，内容呢是他发给我一个十分钟的视频，啊不，十分钟的一个音频，然后让我下了，下了之后，他让我开始播放，然后我直接就对着这个话筒同传给他，因为是这个语音。然后呢，我就使了一个小小的技巧，就是我先下下下来了，然后我号称我的网络不太行，下的比较慢，然后我就先把它打开了，我就稍微拖了拖视频，我我要听一下大概是怎么样的一个 context， 对吧？然后那个视频非常呃，那个音频非常非常的难。首先它没画面嘛，然后它的那个音频内容是什么呢？是前一届，就是二零一五年暴雪嘉年华的 highlight。那这什么概念呢？就是它可能有呃，它可能一段内容讲三十秒，夸一跳跳到了另外的一个内容，之间是完全不相关，而且没有任何的预警。呃，然后它讲的内容非常非常的细。嗯、呃，我就可以举一个例子啊，就是一开始那个是魔兽世界的制作人向那个。呃，观众要进行 Q&A 答疑，他们一开始就直接讲了一个前提，就是什么啊、uh, ，We can answer basically everything you want to ask, but please no class-specific questions。首先这句说实在的，就一开始如果要是不了解的话，你听的这些词你就懂了吧 ？No class-specific questions， 但你不会知道这是什么意思。它指的是什么呢？它指的是不要去问跟某一个职业特定相关的问题。这个 class 是在这个游戏中扮演的职业。然后那个第一个小男孩直接问的一句话就是说 ，In the new expansion, can anyone claim the Doom Hammer？ 然后你可能这些词你也都听过 ，Doom 你也知道什么意思 ，Hammer 是什么意思。但是如果你没玩过游戏，你又不知道。啊，其实小孩问的是能不能获得一个叫毁灭之锤的这个装备，啊，就是就是这些东西，非常的复杂。然后呢，我就只能稍微的听一下，对吧？听一下之后，我就只能开始翻了。然后我开始翻了之后，呃，就是直接让我翻了。五分钟啊，整个视频是十分钟，呃，音频是十分钟，我翻了五分钟。我翻完之后，我是就是就是腋下就全湿了嘛，因为压力很大。但是后来还是就就进去了。然后这个是印象比较深的一个。暴雪的另外一个印象比较深的呢，就是应该是前前年的那个暴雪嘉年华，因为之前的暴雪嘉年华一般来说它分的舞台或者说分的频道没有那么多，但是前年呢。啊、哦、不对，应该是大前年分的，分了非常多的那个频道嘛，然后就就，呃，需要很多很多语言，一共是四个频道加一个 all access， 就实际上是五个频道，然后它是三人一换嘛，所以一共有十五个语言。然后在前年，就是这个五个频道之后的第二年嘛，暴雪那边的联系人换了，联系人换了之后呢，就新官上任三把火，让我们重新再测一遍，然后有一些那个我的小伙伴就不愿意嘛，那你这什么意思？就是。我们之前都测过，也翻过了，然后又测一遍是什么意思？不信任我们还是怎么样？还是说我们翻的不好？翻的不好你不要找我们好，为什么还要再测一遍
，我也是跟他们说的这个意思啊。反正，呃，就很奇怪，最后是那一年实际上是有五个频道，但是只招了只找了，呃，三个频道的人，因为有两个频道的人他们交给国外，应该说是交给境外，交给好像是什么台湾的议员在做。然后台湾的议员做的是最重要的两个那个频道或者说舞台，然后我记得前年的那个他们的那个翻译是比较灾难的，哎，反正是前年还是去年，我有点就是搞混，就是非常非常灾难，就是类似于他把那个魔兽魔兽争霸翻成魔兽世界那种，就是一些非常低级的错误，呃，当时我相信被弹幕应该会吐槽的非常非常的惨，他就是一些非常基础的东西都不知道嘛，然后结果去年就就换回来就是。又找我们推荐了那个五个频道，全是我们来做的。然后那个什么，台湾的还是说那些 A B C 的那个语言就就做不了，确实是，可能是之前也是被弹幕吐槽的太狠。然后还有一个比较有趣的就是，呃，这个怼那个怼那个呃客户的，就有一次在在好像我忘了在哪，反正是在江苏的一个地方。然后呃，那个地方它离高铁站还挺远的。然后他是早上开会，早上开会是预计开到十二点，然后下午一点一刻的样子就要开始，但实际上他上午就超时了，超到了十二点半。然后呢，完了之后那个与会者是吃自助餐去了，然后我们就问那个公关公司，就是整个的架构是这样，就是客户联系了公关公司，公关公司联系了翻译公司，翻译公司再联系我，就是一共一共四道嘛。然后，呃，我就问那个公关公司第二道。比如说，那中午我们怎么吃饭？然后，然后我说了，哦，不好意思，那你们可能要自己点。那我就心里非常不舒服，就是你这个事情本来应该是你们负责的，你下午一点多就要开始了，我这十二点半、十二点四十了，我才结束，然后我现在再叫外卖，那什么意思？嗯，明显是事先就没有沟通好，对吧？然后我就，我就跟他说，这个东西你你是不是应该搞清楚？本来应该是你们提供的那个那个餐食的，就是不管说是不是自助餐，你哪怕给我们盒饭也行。然后他就说：“那这个好像我们一开始就说了不保。”我说：“那当时我就脾气就起来，我说：‘那行，那这样，那我们叫外卖，好吧？叫外卖之后呢，我们吃完之前，我们下午不会开始翻译，不管你会议开没开。’然后他他就有点毛了，但是他好像又有点就是那种 passive aggressive， 就是又有点想生气，但是又有点怕给我闹翻。那我真的不翻，他们也担不起。他说：‘哎，那你这个这个还是要尊重我们呀。’我说：‘那这个东西就是互相的，对吧？你敬我一尺，我自然敬你一丈。’我说：‘你自己先去问一下。’”就后来他灰溜溜的端了两个盒饭过来，说：“哎呀，不好不好意思，这这这是我们这个沟通失误，沟通失误啊，这个是应该是我们来包的啊，老师你们赶快吃啊。”后来就是我当时就啊那行，后来就是这个人就是对我已经有一点 PTSD 了，就下午在那个茶歇的时候，他找我要商量一件事情，因为因为晚上有一个晚宴嘛，就是嗯，就正常的话你就让我去就收一个加时的那个就是加班的费用就可以了，他过来叫。要跟我商量，但其实当时茶歇我在那玩农药，玩王者荣耀，然后那个他就就就就叫我说，哎，王老师，我说啊，怎么了？我站起来了。他说，不不不，王王老师，你你玩就行，你你听着我说就行，你一边玩一边听我说，也怕的不行啊。然后后来他跟我搭话说，哎，你你你玩的白起是吧？哎呦，这个白起现在加强了什么什么，可有意思，就是这个也是在那个各位在以后职业生涯之中那个要注意的一点事情，就是。要要不卑不亢，就是如果说人家要侵犯你的这个权益的话，自己是，嗯，在你占理的情况下，就是当然你不能就是侮辱人家的，但是你自己就是占理的情况下，你不能被别人欺负。嗯，所以我想就是基本上这这几点大概就是，嗯，就分享到这吧。
嗯，好的 ，Bell。刚刚那个好像美国的那个学生已经进会议了，所以我们下面估计就还得继续用英文了，方便人家一下。嗯。So we talked about Blizzard and uh some contradiction in your professional career. And I guess. I guess you know what. I guess、uh, the first thing you mentioned uh, uh, the company, the company of oil. They assumed you a new guy. I guess they assumed you as a new guy because you looked younger than you were. So next question. Wendy, Wendy, can you hear me? Oh, sorry. I I forgot to open the.、Uh, sorry. So the next question is, what do you think the current environment in the interpretation in this field? Ah,、uh, okay. Uh, actually, ah,、uh, COVID nineteen hit us all off guard. Actually, and、uh, actually, ah,、uh, ah,、uh, my my last job from the last ah、uh, from the last lunar year was like.、Uh, January eighteenth, something like that, and then I went off on a vacation、uh, with with my wife to Macau. Also gambled a bit. We, we won like two thousand two thousand, well, Macau currency.、Uh, and after that,、uh, we got the news that there's this、uh, pandemic going on. So I I immediately.、Uh, Anticipated this kind of、uh, slump in this industry this year, and actually,、uh, uh, well, everybody in the industry knew what was going to happen, because well, with the、uh, the quarantine, <coughs>、uh, most of the meetings got cancelled, or、uh, some of the meetings got moved online,、uh, just like right now. You can see my name here, right? I said interpreter bell because we already got some Zoom meetings going on. And,、uh, I need to identify myself in the meeting, and also the way it works with Zoom is that they invite you and then they give you the、uh, the right or the identity as an interpreter. Then the uh, uh, the participants can choose the channel they can hear, and what we speak, what we、uh, say, can only be heard by the ones choosing the channels. And if the、uh, the participants don't choose a channel, they can only hear the、uh, the floor rather than the、uh, interpreters.、Uh, so、uh, back to the topic. I think uh, currently, uh, well, not a lot of uh, uh, interpreters got、um, as good business as the same time last year. And、uh, now the situation is more serious in foreign countries, especially in, in the U.S. So. Not a lot of foreigners are coming in China, so we still have some online meetings, and we do have some、uh, on-site meetings. But still, the the foreign speakers tend to join via Zoom or other、uh, you know, internet platforms. So I don't know how long this is going to last, but、um, well, with with the、uh, Popularization of this kind of online meeting tools. I think、um, we are a little bit better than the first half of the year, but、um, I think this is a reminder for 
the, uh, the people, for, for the students, for friends like you who want to join uh, the career as an interpreter because you need to think about uh, these situations like this because normally we would think, yeah, as long as I uh, have the capability, as long as I'm recognized, we always have a market record. Sometimes, well, this is like a force majeure in the contract. So you can't avoid that. So um, I think uh, things are gonna get better, but well, at least for the remainder of this year, we still cannot be as good as before. And also uh, in such difficult times, people behave differently. Uh, of course, this already occurred in the past in, in, in my industry. Uh, some of the uh, interpreters are doing pretty well, uh, business-wise. But actually, skill-wise, they're nothing. They're not so good. Sometimes they, uh, when they translate something, they just make things up because they couldn't understand what they hear. And they still can get by because they sound fluent. And it seems like they understood, but actually they don't. But a lot of the uh, customers are not so bilingual, so they couldn't tell. They can only tell whether the voice is nice, whether the, uh, the tone is steady, and whether the, uh, the speech is fluent. That's it. So sometimes we do have a lot of uh, uh, people who are just making things up to get by. And also some of the uh, uh, interpreters, they charge really, their charge is really cheap. Normally, like we, uh, our fee daily rate is up here and some just cut in half. And also they are really bad interpreters, but they still get a lot of jobs. And it seems that, you know, in their WeChat moment, they're always busy. But why wouldn't they be? Because they only charge half the money. So uh, you sometimes uh, can get this kind of delusion that uh, you know, as long as you keep doing it, no matter how bad you are, you can still make a living. But, well, that is something, well, on the bright side, it seems that you, know, you don't have a lot of outstanding enemies to beat to join this uh, industry, right? But on the dark side, well, no matter how good you are, you still get this frustration. Well, that guy's so bad. That that guy's much worse than me. How can he get so much business, right? So I think that is, but I think that is true to uh, every sector. So you just need to have a good uh, mentality towards it and also work on your own craft. I think that is the uh, truth for every sector. That's it. Yes, this is a tough moment for all of us, and I bet we will all get through it. Uh, so, uh, what are some some of the difficulties or different uh, between the simultaneous interpretation and, uh, and the ordinary interpretation? What's the different thing? Uh for simultaneous interpretation the difficulty is always trying to catch up especially for the uh, beginners uh, because you need to split your attention into at least three parts first is to 
listen. The second is to、uh, comprehend and convert, and the third is to speak out. And actually, during the interpretation, you need to、uh, be able to predict things; otherwise, you will get、uh, stuck. For example,、uh, someone says、uh, in Chinese, "I'm going, to, I want to、uh, express." You know, I want to express to who, 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 whom, 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 to express my thanks. Right? The thanks is. Is、uh, put in the last part of the sentence, but actually, when you translate it into English, you need to forecast that, right? <laughs> so、uh, sometimes you need to say, "Well, I want to thank A, B, C, D, E," but sometimes you're unsure, right? So you need to、uh, figure out a way to、uh, lay lay down like a, a buildup for what you're going to say, and also、um, the.、Uh, The order of language is different. Like,、hmm, why don't we do some warm up before we go on the court, right? But when you hear that, when there's a long sentence before the before, then you don't know what's coming next. You may translate, "Why do we not warm up?" And then you got stuck on the before because the the. Uh, translation works differently, so you need to translate before to after, right? So, why do we not warm up? So that's like a conversion、uh, of the meaning of the word because of the rearrangement of the、uh, the A language and B language. And for consecutive、uh, interpretation, the biggest difficulty is your short-term memory, and of course.、Uh, What I meant by short-term memory is your memory plus your note-taking skills and your ability to、uh, rearrange your note into your speech. So、mm, sometimes the speaker can go on and on and on for、uh, five minutes, and I, I ran into that. And also,、uh, you know, there's a myth about note-taking. A lot of people think that you can just write everything down, but actually, that's not true. No, it doesn't work that way.、Uh, what you do is that you try to listen and you try to understand, and then you write down the triggers that will help you remember what you have already heard and understood. And then, when you read the notes, okay, you see, okay, this trigger. Okay, I know this.、Uh, This symbol means well A, and then from A I know okay I also heard B and C, and then from the next symbol I know that okay it, it, there's a but here, and then from the next symbol I know、uh, there's like another turn, and then we have the、uh, the objective、uh, A B C D in the sentence. So the note works that way. It's not like you have to write down everything, and basically you can't. When you want to write down too many、uh, words, or you want to write down or note down too much stuff, you will lose things in your in your ear. So that is the biggest difficulty in the consecutive interpretation. And from last question, I believe one of the easy point is that. Nobody will be supervising you while interpreting, so it means that there will be. Is it means that there will be a lot of misunderstood and mistakes in the interaction between two sides? 
and that will cause maybe contradictions then? Uh, well, actually, uh, it's normal to miss um, a certain percentage of the information during the interpretation. Uh, normally, consecutive interpretation is more accurate because the uh, speaker gets to speak out a whole paragraph before you need to translate. And for simultaneous interpretation, it's uh, easier for you to miss things because you are going alongside the speaker. And sometimes you, your forecast, your prediction is right. Sometimes your prediction is wrong. Sometimes you need to correct things if you predict wrongly. And uh, uh, well, the the I think for most of the negotiations where consecutive interpretation happens, I can basically guarantee that there are no outstanding misunderstandings. Uh, you know what I mean? Because, well, when they are negotiating things, they uh, normally have a point. For example, they want to reach uh, consensus or they want to sign a contract. And you always can get what their biggest concern is. For example, you know, okay, price is an issue. Or, you know, okay, this the uh, specification of the product is an issue. So you, you would, uh, you know, put in more attention in those areas to avoid the misunderstanding. And as for the chit chat or the small talk, well, it's always nice to get them translated very well. But if you miss a little bit chit chat, it's okay. It doesn't matter. And then for simultaneous interpretation, well, normally simultaneous interpretation is for like lectures or presentations. And uh, one of the ways to improve the accuracy is to have uh, near perfect uh, preparation, right? So you have your own background knowledge. For example, if I'm to translate for a um, petrochemical topic, I, uh, I barely need to prepare that much because I already know a lot of stuff, having been working in that industry for two and a half years, right? And then, uh, based on the background knowledge, sometimes you're given the presentation or a script, but more often just the presentation. So, so you can uh, like have you can have a preview of what the speaker is going to say, and by reading that presentation or slides, you can have another chance to uh, reduce the misunderstandings that you may have during the interpretation. And also, um, during the interpretation, of course, you need to uh, work up your attention level. You need to uh, focus, really focus. And um, sometimes you, you need to have a buffer for yourself. Um, for example, if someone is going to say, compared to last year, this year's number is what, what, what. Uh, so in that case, you need to have a buffer. So normally we, we just say, uh, ask for the number this year. We don't want to say this year's number is because they, they may change the subject or they may change the uh, arrangement of the sentence. So normally you would lay down a safe buffer to try to avoid the mistakes. And also, uh, sometimes it's, it's hard for you to cut in with a, with a sentence. That is one way to cut in. You will say, as for something. Because uh, 
the speaker is normally, especially for Chinese speakers, if you want to translate into English, normally the Chinese、uh, speakers would say a lot of uh, uh, head-heavy sentences. The, the subject is really, really long. But you know, it's very hard for you to really just say the long subjective because you don't know what the verb is. So normally, you say like as for. Subject A, and then it doesn't matter if the speaker is going to comment on this subject or the speaker is using the subject to follow up with a verb. It it's, it doesn't matter. You can deal with that. So I think、uh, that is another way to、uh, improve your accuracy. Um, I think you have already gave us a lot, a lot of advice in your previous talking. But still, what's your suggestion for someone who wants to step in this field, or what do we need to prepare if we want to? Ah,、uh, so first, I think you should determine whether you fit this job or not. Uh, a lot of people, actually, I went to that interpretation class, right? I got、uh, more than twenty, twenty classmates, but now I'm the only one in that class as an in- interpreter. The others、uh, quit it halfway because a lot of people wanted to be an interpreter because it seems cool, or、uh, the pay is good, or well, or the lifestyle seems good. But you need to understand your own、uh, essence or your own quality,、uh, which makes you qualify. For example,、uh, are you energetic enough, and do you have sufficient bilingual skills, and do you have a very good memory? And well, actually, accent is the least important thing because I do have a lot of、uh, colleagues who have a shitty, shitty accent, but they still are. Qualified interpreters because they have good language skill and、uh, good memory, and also you need to think about whether you can manage yourself as a freelance interpreter.、Uh, for for me, for example,、uh, recently I'm not that busy, but I would go to the gym every day, and you know, energy is really important for this career.、Right? So you need to work up your energy because、um, just take Blizzard as an example, BlizzCon. Less from like、uh, 1 a.m. to、uh, 9 a.m. And even though you're working as a team, but you still need to work overnight. So your energy level is pretty important, and your health and and your physical shape is really important. And also,、um, do you just want to do this job because, well, you. You like、uh, the the return of this job, or do you really identify with this job? So, do you want to, you know, get to know a lot of stuff? If you really want to get to know、uh, something about a lot of stuff, if you are a very, you are a good、uh, learner in a short period of time, then、uh, then you fit this job in that aspect. And、uh, I think the suggestion 
for everyone wanting to join this career is that, well, first, well, maybe you can also get a little bit of hint by taking the exam, like the、uh, senior interpretation certificate in Shanghai, where you can take at least a Caddy three test. If, with some preparation, you can pass that, that means at least you you do have some potential. But understand, their certificates are just ways to test ourselves, and maybe、uh, it adds a little bit to your resume. But passing the exam doesn't mean you are already a、uh, a ready interpreter. And also, my suggestion is that if you want to choose interpretation as a career,、um, please please join a university or join a foreign university, maybe like.、Uh, CSU or、uh, Beijing Institute of Foreign Study, and or、uh, the three famous、uh, universities like Bath,、uh, Newcastle, or、uh, Monterey. Those three schools had have a very、uh, have very good、uh, interpretation majors. So I suggest because I I didn't. To take the exam, I didn't study for a master's degree. I I knew how hard it is for a guy with a bachelor degree in this、uh, industry because sometimes you do get screened out for for your resume, right? And of course, the the most impo- important thing is your own capability. But sometimes they just don't give you a shot. Of course, if you get good partners, they can recommend you. Now, that's another thing. So I suggest that. Uh, you really understand yourself, and you really see whether you want to do this as a career, and then you, you see whether you have the quality, and then you、um, go on the official track, which is in a school studying interpretation. And then, and also, there's another merit、uh, by doing this because you do have a lot of、uh, alumni who can help you on the way in the future. For me, I can only make friends during work, right? But for them, they already have the friends during during their school life, right? And uh, also, uh, especially for the beginning part of your career or before you enter the career, remember to exercise all the time. And I'm not a very diligent guy, especially after I came into this career as a freelancer. But before. Uh, I think it was in my undergraduate year. I took three months to prepare for Caddy two test.、Uh, I woke. I would、uh, woke up.、Uh, I would wake up like eight o'clock, then have some food, and then practice for like three hours. And I, then I would have lunch, and then maybe I would uh, uh, play a little bit, and then try to get another hour of、uh, practice in the afternoon, and then maybe half an hour in the evening. As lazy as I am, I still have like、uh, five hours of practice every day. So you remember to do that. And once you get into this career, basically you can just work instead of train, right? Because working is the best way to train. But I think that's it for me.、Um, that's it for me for,、uh, as an advice for the ones. Well,、uh, that's all the questions we prepare for today, and thank you for your 
thank you for sharing your experience and everything. Thank you for thank thank everyone for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. Thank you, guys. Any other Bell? Are you um, free to take some questions from the students, or is it sure. maybe um, sure. one minute? Okay, we'll just have one sure. minute. And you guys can ask questions in Chinese if you feel like. I think they're just overwhelmed by your legendary experience. No, don't say legendary, please. Okay, okay. Your shitty experience. <laughs> well, we have a question from Julia. Do you think translation machines will substitute interpreters in the future? So I think she's asking about AI-powered simultaneous interpretation, which you had a lot of issue with in the past. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether you know about that incident of iFlyTech. Well, I wrote that Juhu uh, uh, article, and it got quite <laughs> hyped in the time. And actually, uh, for me, I think for translation. Uh, machines really do play an important role. Uh, even for me, sometimes when I get some assignments to translate stuff, I would sometimes uh, put that in the uh, machine translation as a reference. But for interpretation, I think the uh, the biggest problem that they uh, still cannot solve is uh, the the text to uh, speech, which is the the machine cannot speak. It can only display the subtitles, and also I don't know whether you have watched this uh, this translation machine work uh, working, because the way it works is that they uh, type the uh, words on the screen, right? And then uh, when it realizes that okay, uh, this is not the correct translation, that sentence part of the sentence will get erased and then replaced by another. Another set of words, and if it's a very very long sentence, like uh, three four lines, sometimes only the uh, w when the sentence is finished, the first line is locked, right? And the remaining three lines are still in the changeable color, and it still changes from time to time. Oh, I uh, got some water on the table. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. Uh, and. Still, uh, the it's really tiring for the uh, the audience to really understand that, because you know you, you watch the sentence right, and you just come to like the third line, and it totally got changed. So it, it doesn't fit the uh, normal understanding mechanism of uh, people. So uh, if they cannot fix that, then it's not really working. And also, uh, for example, iFlyTech, they—I don't think they really have the technology right now, because what they do is that they still just recognize the interpreter's voice and then they transform that speech to text. And uh, now, what I do see is that some of the translation machines can work Chinese to English, and they, uh, when the speaker is speaking Chinese, yes, they can translate that to English, but still with that. Uh, with that really, well, stupid way, you know, changing all the time in one sentence, rather than 
you know, just put in the sentence and it doesn't change at all. It doesn't work that way. So uh, at least I think there's still a big problem for them to solve. And I, I don't know how they can, because for simultaneous interpreters, we don't get a chance to correct what we already said. We cannot undo what we did, right? But for the words, for the subtitles, they can. They can just erase and rewrite. But for the interpreters, well, what you hear is what you hear. You cannot change what you said, right? So it's, it's a different mechanism. And I'm not a technical guy, but at least for now, I don't see how they can manage that. And also reading subtitles is more difficult than, than you would think, especially with the, uh, well, like the speakers, the Chinese speakers like shooting cannons. They, they, they're like machine guns, you know, one second, they can just shoot out like 10 words and you translate that in, into English. When you listen to it, maybe you can still catch up. But when you see like hundreds of words appearing on, on the page and it's rolling, you cannot get that. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Thanks so much. Um, I don't think we have any other. Oh, we have another question. So this will be the last question. According to your own experience, this is from Maggie. What choices do you have after graduation to be an interpreter? Now, Maggie, um, do you want to rephrase it in, in Chinese to make it? Because I, I think it's a, a little bit confusing, at least for me. 嗯，就是毕业之后有什么可以选择的方向？呃，I uh, think I just covered that a little bit. Uh, you can, well, the the best way is for you to join a university to to try to study for a master's degree in interpretation. That is the best way because you get uh, the the professional training and you get the resource of your alumni. So that's my uh, biggest, uh, biggest suggestion. And of course, you can take some other exams, uh, like I said, CATI, right? And also the Shanghai Senior Interpretation Certificate. But still, I think it, it will be the best if you uh, study for a master's degree. Okay, I think that's it. Um, Belle, do you have, do you want to close this CBS, this career building series event with a statement. Like if I were to invite you to um, end our event with a closing statement, what would it be? Could be an advice, piece of advice, or it could be anything you want to say. Maybe just bye everyone. Just uh, no matter what you choose, just think about whether you really want to do that or you just want to do that for, for because it looks cool. And also, uh, don't be too daunted by the things that you have to do to become inter interpreter because we have another, well, uh, your, your, your alumni, uh, Jasmine, who is also uh, an interpreter right now. And she is one grade below me. And uh, we're both doing fine. So, well, it's not an impossible task. So, uh, just take your time and make up your mind and then be determined enough to pursue it. That's it. Thanks, Val. Okay, that's the official end of tonight's event. Um, hope everyone will have a wonderful 
night. Oh, and you guys can follow me on Juhu. Yes, Although I'm not updating that often. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>